I mean, we, we can just keep going like this and we'll see what happens. There's no, there's no harm or not. All right, what is Wait. my topic of... Okay. Then. Okay, go. Which, it was something I actually was mentioning it to Steve over text uh, a few days ago. It's one of the things I was watching during uh, my COVID isolation was Ken Burns' Civil War documentary, the US Civil War one, which I'm sure you kind of, even if you don't know of it, you know of the style it kind of created that kind of gets spoofed and everything else now. Yeah. You know of like um, like an old, uh, like a fiddle plays like Hail to the Chief or uh, some US kind of patriotic song uh, or some folk yeah. song. And there's like some, you know, black and white picture of someone that like scrolls across the screen and you're like, my dear Martha, Every day I think of you, I believe we shall march to war tomorrow. Private William J. Williamson, 17th, but something like that, you know? Um, it's like that uh, Pee Wee Herman movie where I guess he hits his head or something. And all these like cowboys are asking him, like, hey, what's your name? And he's like, I don't remember. Like, how did you get here? I don't remember. He's like, do you remember anything? He's like, I remember the Alamo. And they all jump up and cock going, yeah! And start throwing their hats in the air. <laughs> I'll yeah, so, but yes, yeah, so, but anyway, I was watching this and I was surprised it was still very powerful and good because I always get the impression that if there's something that's been essentially parodied to shit, that it essentially isn't good on its own anymore because the parody and the success of parodies have ruined it. True. Like, Unless it's make think... it full of Jordan Peterson, in which case it's never not funny. Yeah, but I, mean, but I don't know if that's been parodied to shit. I think it's just people sincerely making fun of Jordan Peters. Fair. But like, like for example, you know, take something culturally ubiquitous like Star Wars. I don't think you can watch the Luke, I am your father scene now properly. Because Fair. It's, been, it's been done so much as a joke that it's almost like surreal that you're watching. It's almost like, wow, I can't believe someone is taking this joke seriously. Yeah. Or when Fair. you hear like Jabba the Hutt speak, and you're like, I can't believe he actually just goes, "Be da ba go gaga Jedi," you know? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fair. So I was like, "What the? Can you think of anything that you think is like had its power or relevance robbed by parodies and by like successive uh, piss takes of it?" Um. Probably. Um. Probably that line, badges, we don't need no stinking badges. That has been used like 8,000 fucking times since the original. But like, as a punchline, as opposed to the original, like, connotation of it. What's it originally in? It's like from a movie from like 1932 or something like that. It's, uh, it's, it's like a real, real old film. But like, anytime someone uses it post that, it's... I'm convinced, first of all, that the homage is to whatever they thought it originated from. So, like, whatever they first encountered it in is where they think it is. Yeah. And then it's still also the, a punchline now. It's not actually a... Like, it's, it's, not, it's not actually taken serious anymore. Like, it's not a serious line. It's now just kind of a gag. And it's like, oh, well, glad that, uh, glad that this fucker was so culturally... <laughs> Aware. Such like a, so, yeah, such, like, a cultural reference to it that... um. Actually, that he was able I, to I, set this up, but like now no one cares. I can think of another uh, Western one actually is um in uh in the good, the bad, and the ugly. The standoff scenes. You know, with the wow 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 That has been used in fucking everything. 
I'm pretty sure it was a like, dishwash uh, d- dish soap ad at one point too. I've seen it in fucking pizza ads. I've seen yeah. it in you know, it, I've seen it in The Simpsons. It's it's in so many places. Oh, The Simpsons! It was in The Simpsons with the chili, wasn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like, I've seen it in so many things that when I fucking saw the good, the bad, and the ugly, I was kind of like, I can't believe that this was actually a thing to begin with. That this wasn't just like, you know, something that we got from vaudeville or something that was just like always a cultural stereotype. Like, that's just, <laughs> yeah, that's, just that's just how we know it's a western. That's just a cultural shorthand. It's, it was yeah. never actually originally in anything. Like, like cowboy hats. Uh, like cowboys wearing cowboy hats. You know, it's just one of those things that's always been when we think of cowboys. They're born with a ten gallon. Well, they're born with a gallon hat, and then they, as they get older, it levels up to a ten gallon eventually. <laughs> Did they wear and they're a full fledged cowman. I think huh? they. I think they mostly wore bowler hats. Uh, yeah, that makes a lot of sense, actually. Because they catch the wind less. But it's like, um, actually, so the. Um... No, it's, I, I would say it's because probably because on the same basis that people in rural Ireland were wearing like the proper fashionable dress in the imperial core, you know, yeah. decades after the fact, probably because they were wearing the previous generation's fashions as hand-me-downs for working clothes on a farm. Yeah. I'm guessing some gallon hats were uh, popular among landowners and uh, the middle class of the West, but possibly not the actual steer rusters. I don't, I don't know. Let's see some fucking cowboy pictures. Yeah, let's, let's find a cowboy the, here. The other one um, from uh, from cowboy movies, which I didn't realize had a specific origin, is you know the you know the prospector, the image of like the prospector, like Stinky Pete in, in Toy Story or whatever, the one who goes yeah, all of that. Yeah. That's fucking Walter Houston and Treasure of the Sierra Madre. That's like he's oh, the origin yeah. point for like all all prospector shit. Yeah. I remember reading somewhere he might even have been the origin for all. Yeah stuff as well that like it was a ver- it was supposed to be a version of the um the rebel yell from the u.s civil war and eventually that just became yeehaw which is now not, just, not just a thing in westerns but like just a thing that people in the south of the u.s say so that you know they're from the south uh can we all hear our best yeehaws okay i'll go first yeehaw i'll go next yeehaw that's pretty good but nothing compared to this. Yeehaw! That's pretty good. <laughs> it's, pretty, it's a pretty good yeehaw. I gotta, gotta give you credit for that one. Gotta give him that one. I, I imagine Nuri is somewhere in the house wondering what the fuck is going on. <laughs> We're being attacked what? by cowboys. A lot of pictures of the 1890s here with the fellows with their six shooters and stuff, but they're wearing that hat that Pharrell has in the Happy video. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, what's it called? So the, um... Pharrell Williams is a cowboy. Yeah. Some ten gallon hats there, but I mean, there's also definitely some campaign hats going on there. Yeah, probably a lot of Panama hats too. What's a Panama hat? Like the sombreros. Uh, yeah, yeah. But technically, a sombrero just means a hat. So saying a sombrero hat's a hat hat. Ah, <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Double hat. They also don't have. They also don't have the hats dimpled in the 1870s. They're just like full on making them taller hats. Homburg situation. Would love if they were wearing some fucking unexpected, like there's just some random guy in the background with a fez or a beanie. He's like massively <laughs> overheating in the desert. <laughs> Desert's gonna go man. That's true, but he'll be wearing it during the day because that's when they'd have taken the pictures. 
We have to start off this episode on a sad note. Because the creator of Yu-Gi-Oh died today as we're recording this. What? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, Kazuki Takahashi. He was found dead in Okinawa. Rest in peace. That doesn't sound when like when you, when you say when you say found dead, that that always that always presages bad news in my. I mean, being dead is pretty bad news. In fairness, that means uh, he, that, that that implies a lot of things. It implies he implies he didn't <laughs> die of natural causes, surrounded by his loving wife and family. Uh, uh, he sure didn't, because uh, here's the opening paragraph to that uh, to that. Kazuki Takahashi, author of the popular Yu-Gi-Oh, has been found dead after an apparent snorkeling trip. <laughs> oh no. Did he yeah. get out of the water, or did he Steve Irwin job, or...? No, it turns out he was found in the water. A body that turned out to be the six-year-old was found off the coast on Wednesday. Um, he was wearing a t-shirt and an underwater mask, snorkel and fins. Does well, it say anything about underpants? Not to disrespect uh, no, that here, but you, there's no mention here that you're saying. I think, I think the fin was supposed to be the, the, the fact that he wasn't wearing underpants. So he was, oh. like, shark-finning it with his erection through the, through the water. Um, the man has just died, Adam. But I suppose then, by the time this is out, he'll be buried. I don't know. Yeah, they bury true. people faster? I don't know. I don't know. I am probably right. Do you know what I found out recently? What? The Japanese go all out for hearses, oh. like for their funerals. Oh, okay. I was wondering was, what that was going for. I was wondering what, what every, that was have a, have a little Google of Japanese hearse right now. That's H-U-A-R-S-E, hearse. Apparently, Yu-Gi-Oh! is also, as another testament to this, wow. this fine man, uh, the right. best-selling trading card game after selling more than 25.17 billion sets around the world as of 2011. I thought you were so going to say I can only assume, So I can only assume now, in the last 11 years, it's sold substantially more. So, you know, I guess that's good. You know, going out on top. Not, ba not bad for... Rip off of Magic the Gathering. Has all the card games there. Whoa, those hearses fucking rule! I know, man, right? Apparently, they're, wow. apparently they're, they're losing popularity in Japan and being copied all over How the place everywhere else. How can lose popularity? I'm looking at I one that's know. a giant fucking golden shrine. That's rad as shit. Yeah, literally, literally, they've just got like your, your standard, I don't know, Cadillac style American hearse, except. It's been turned into a pickup truck, and a giant pagoda has been put in the back of it. In some cases, <laughs> entirely gilded. Yeah, there it's fucking several, awesome. There are seven different regional styles, from what I understand, with increased lesser or greater quantities of guild. Pretty rad. Imagine being awesome. from the, the least gilded region. I want the cool one. No. no. We basically get driven to the grave in a Toyota. <laughs> We have a hearse at home. Hearse at home is just like a Ford Pinto. <laughs> they just use saran wrap to, to cover the body. <laughs> it's just a sled. It's a little red wagon. <laughs> Going downhill. And we also, unfortunately, have a second um, a, a second follow-up here. Uh, we also have to send a good old rest in peace to uh, Boris Johnson's career. Uh, good while it lasted. He had a good run. I think my favorite thing that was emerging today was that one of the reasons he was trying to hang on was that so he'd be able to use uh, checkers for a wedding party. Well, he still is. I, and I entirely support him. I, if he's trying to get his deposit back on all of those caterers, that's going to be difficult. So, I mean, once, it's, probably, it's probably going to be a monster party. So, you know, fair. Like the, man, the man likes to party, that much we know. 
<laughs> that is true. This entire like political career has been building up just so we could throw this one party. Huh. That's why he's retired now. He's like, or he's resigned now. He's like, Grand, I've gotten. It was too late to stop me now. <laughs> I got what I want, <laughs> and that's all that matters. <laughs> so fuck all of you. <laughs> Um, we do have we do have another little bit of housekeeping to put up as well. This will be the last episode for several weeks. Um, we have a lot of stuff going on at the minute, including it's Darren's wedding my, coming up. It's too hot and my microphone is melted. Yeah, Stephen's recording now uh, just the cable. Uh, the actual microphone is gone. I have to shout really loud for this. <laughs> it still works, though, which is really impressive. You've got to give yeah, the credit to our cable. Didn't think it would, I've got to be honest. So, I mean, actually... we always put that come for us, too. The listeners are actually hearing Stephen live every time they play. Yeah, he's he's really standing outside your car shouting. Yeah. Turned out, turned out, we just had few enough listeners to make that a going concern, and cheaper than buying me a new microphone. Exhausting for <laughs> yeah. you, though. Yeah, pretty yeah. tiring. Dan's uh, Dan's wedding is coming up, so we have a lot of stuff going on. It's just not feasible to record right now. So we'll be away for a little break, and then we'll be back. So shout out to everyone in Hong Kong and our standard old Canadian American listeners that uh that listen quite a lot. Yeah. You'll all miss us, especially Hong Kong, I am assuming. Um, because we actually charted quite high in the Apple Hong Kong iPod uh, the uh podcast charts re- recently. Do you know that was probably by, that's probably why because we did all the independent slogan. Uh, probably. Because we did that whole cancel bit where we were gonna did you do it? Did we do it? Did we do any SEO relating to that episode, or did, did the people uh, just find it? Did someone find us organically? No. I mean, I think they must have found us organically to begin with, because we don't talk about China or Hong Kong very often, if at all. Um, but yeah, we ranked recently, so you know, thanks to everyone in Hong Kong, keep enjoying it, I guess. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Put it out more often. We were like 127th for like two or three days on the podcast chart. Nice. Yeah, it was cool. I like showing up on random on random podcast charts. Why not? I'd rather I'd rather 127th and top ten in Ireland. Like. Yeah, we I mean we've been pretty high in Ireland, but I still think the 127th in Hong Kong is more is more important. Oh, all day. Yeah, absolutely. Fucking love Hong Kong. Shouts out. But now that we've got that out of the way, Stephen, I listened to what you said recently about the Doctor Strange movie having really shitty um effects really shitty specifically yeah yeah and we had this conversation and i seen it was available for streaming so i went you know what i'm gonna do i'm not gonna watch it and instead i watched <laughs> the uh beastie boys uh documentary that came out last year and i'm nice. assuming preferred it much better than uh, <laughs> that i would have would have enjoyed uh the the marvel film so uh, check that out <laughs> if anyone's available it's called uh I think it's just called the story of the Beastie Boys. It was very good. It's like a stage show where they go over their life and their their career, except for the dead one. He doesn't show up. Um, I was gonna say, like, how do, how do they handle uh, Adam? They just talk about him. It's the same as when they is when they quit touring. They just said that like, we'll, we'll never we'll never perform as a band again if he's not here, and then they never did. You know, it's been twelve years now, and they're just moved on. Um, but yeah, they just, they talk about it a lot. They go through all of their different stuff, and um, it's actually a fun little show. Um, that they do. Man, they're really fucking old now. <laughs> really, really old now. But it's a good watch. I, I recommend people check it out. Um, it's about, I think it's like just under two hours. Um, but it's a, good, it's a good watch. It goes through a lot of their stuff. They really kind of get big brothered into a lot of their early fame, which I didn't realize. Uh, like really just, yeah, really just kind of right place, right time. 
and they were like 16 years old and they just kind of happened to fall into certain stuff. Like they were there for the creation of Def Jam Records purely because at one point they were looking for a DJ and that DJ went on to create Def Jam Records. So they just got called, they just got they just got like baby brothered into the role. Like it, it's really nice. weird how it happened. They weren't even a rap band at the time. They were like a rock band. And then he was like, "Nah, you guys should rap." And then, yeah. and then they were like, "Okay." And so and that's how it happened. Really <laughs> weird. Uh, after we finally review Macho Man's rap album, we'll we'll yeah. come back and we'll do our own to top it. Yeah, well, we need, we we need can, to set ourselves up to fail first. Are we going to talk about the last time Dan was laid outside? Uh, yeah, because he was around us, unfortunately. <laughs> he was around to give you uh, your second dose of COVID, Stephen. Well, I'm pretty... If anyone gave him COVID, it was probably me. I mean, I was thinking that, but then Adam didn't get anything. So, so yeah, so... If yeah, anyone has, closer. If anyone hasn't picked up on context clues, uh, I have had COVID for the last week. Today's my last day of isolation. Yeah, Thanks you sound rough, you. man. Do I? I? I had a grand time. I, my nose is a bit stuffed, but like... Yeah, you, you sound extremely hoarse. You can hear it all the way down to your... You can hear it in your lungs. Ah, like half yeah. an octave lower. Oh, well, cool. I've got a cool new voice. Welcome now you're to... a whole two octaves lower. <laughs> Welcome to the night chat with Danny P. Oh, that's um, great. No... Keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, I wish that was my voice. Um, but yeah, no, I had a... I had a, a fairly mild dose, to be honest. I was sick, really, for one night. And then it was just coughing after that, but it was great. I was I was very lucky. I did, didn't have the horrors that you had at all. Six for one. I wasn't really in the horrors per se. I've just been very slow to kind of bounce back from it. I was at training last night for the first time again. I went to my martial arts class and like just try even light training, and it was just like I was actually panting so much I was out of breath. So well, yeah, I did some rolls and I asked to demonstrate some rolls, and I couldn't talk and demonstrate the technique at the same time. Bad idea. Yeah, I'm I'm beginning to wonder if I'll have a similar kind of issue with activity because the most I've moved in the last, you know, seven days has been two meters. So maybe yeah, when, I, when I start walking up the stairs later or tomorrow, I, I'm uh, not sure how much of that how, how much of it is just relating to like sitting still for nearly two weeks or how much of it is is COVID impact. But I'm pretty sure a good bit of it is lung capacity. Yeah, I'm still invincible. I feel great. Yeah, I, I, I genuinely feel disappointed that I've lost my uh, my, my undefeated record. Yeah, me too. But that's actually been happening to loads of people in the last couple. Yeah, there's there's at least four different people in work now that have told me they've gotten COVID for the first time um, recently after not having it at yeah. all and being really careful. And then they went that like just went at like the pub or whatever, and then they have COVID. Yeah, well, for, in my case, I'm pretty sure what happened was I. Like, Stop wearing masks on public transport. I haven't been, haven't been really like maniacal about it for ages. I was just like, okay, clearly, I'm not sure I need this anymore. But I think I've gotten too safe not wearing masks. <laughs> yeah. I have a, like, I legitimately have not worn a mask now in several months. And I um, still when wear I fell, a mask. When I fell off the wagon doing it, I see. I used to have one with me, and I put it on if I was going into like a shop or whatever, or if I was like in a large group, and then like I slowly started forgetting to do it you know what i mean like i just i'd walk in without thinking or whatever and then eventually i realized like hey it's been like four days and i haven't put the mask on i've just kind of had it with me so i like just yeah. kind of started going about my day-to-day -day, just kind of you know i guess being a bit like <laughs> a, bit, a bit arrogant on my part just being like hey i'm probably not gonna get it i'm fine um but i'm definitely uh i'm, de I'm definitely gonna have a set with me at the wedding dan i'll tell you that much <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. I I was thinking through when I would have probably caught it because I don't think I got it from you, Steve. Uh, I no, think. I was trying to go back. I was trying to go back inside. My doctor told me just like, yeah, you're you're overshadowing the virus. You know, you just have residual symptoms. It's fine. Yeah, I, I must. Yeah. I think it probably could have been the concert who the bus back, but it could also just have been the gym because I'd forgotten. Yeah. I, I go and back, started going back to the gym, um, and frankly, I'd rather blame the gym than the red hot chili peppers. Yeah, do, yeah. Do, do, do. Better gym than John for Shante, right? Hey, <laughs> fair. I still think you probably got it from the concert, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. The the forty thousand uh, chili pepper fans probably gave it to you. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. I think I was the gig, by the way, was it huge? Well, it was Marley Park, so it was pretty gigantic. Yeah. Um, well, because like I feel like Marley Park is either you're in the middle of the group, and like it feels like there's eighteen thousand people. I mean, to, to like, be fair, every we direction were, of you, we, we were right up front of the yeah. um, not non elite area, so we weren't. In the it's kind of like or, um. Have you guys ever been to gigs down at Kilmainham? In Emma? I worked at one before, yeah. Yeah. You know when you're in there and it's packed, but because there's so much like area and everyone's so spread out, it feels like there's like three people there. Yeah. Yeah. Marty Park yeah, that... either feels like that or it feels like, holy shit, I don't think there's more people in Ireland right now than there is at this concert. Yeah. Marty Park seems really wide. Well, it's, I think it's because it's so flat. Emma yeah. is kind of undulating. And also, the time I went to the it felt like genuinely there were like five people there. It felt yeah. like it felt like it was having. It felt like it was just like mass outsiders in me. Well, the last yeah. time I went to see the Red Hot Chili Peppers was in Croke Park, and it really had a terrible atmosphere because it felt empty. And there was, I think, thousands, tens of thousands of people there. It was just because most of them are standing on a pitch that's yeah. fairly large to begin with. But Marley Park is a terrible venue. I've, I've said this to you before. Is it's I if if anyone gets the opportunity to go to a concert in Marley Park. And you don't live right by Marley Park. Uh, it, pass up, pass it up on it. It's terrible. It's 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 difficult to get to. It's difficult to get from. Um, you could end up walking for ages and ages and ages. Um, yeah, I I I couldn't talk more poorly about the concept of organizing concerts on the very fucking fringes of posh Dublin. So the I North Tigers can't go. I haven't been to a concert in Marley Park since Metallica played, and I don't know when that was. That's how long it's been since I was at a Marley Park gig. Yeah. I, I mean, should clarify, not the last time they played. <laughs> not like six months ago. <laughs> I'm talking about, you know, a fucking decade back. Like, I mean, to be fair, the concert itself was fantastic. The Red Hot Chili Peppers, like, I'm, I'm honestly amazed that they're in their 60s. You know, they're, it was great energy. Um, they're way better than they were 10 years ago and I assume that's just because they were just better with John Frusciante than with Josh Klinghoffer which is because he seems like a, also it's probably for like the a fact nice that they're guy. off heroin again um, yeah maybe I don't know if they were on it 10 years ago to be honest I feel like uh, I feel like uh, I, I, I feel like they've probably been off and on it pretty, pretty consistently I'm very suspicious of the mystery flu that made them cancel several years back to be quite honest yeah. it, that's a uh, that that came, that came out of a bit out of nowhere. To, if, if we're being real, real about it, it sounded a lot like someone's having a bit of a relapse. Yeah, or the um, I mean, they cancelled their gig in Glasgow a few days ago for because they were sick, but then they were right back playing in Belgium. So it was just one gig in Glasgow where they couldn't do it, and you're thinking maybe that's a similar, similar thing. 
I, yeah, I, I've, I've had that suspicion for a while. Because someone was saying in work, they were like, yeah, it's, it's a pity they came down with the flu. And I was like, they came down with heroin, you fuckhead. Get out of here. Nah. <laughs> with the fucking flu. <laughs> fucking, guys with a fucking heroin head since he was 17. Like, get the fuck out of here. I was actually watching the, the BBC in like 2007 or 8. Did a documentary on like the parents of celebrities or the parents of rock stars. Um, yeah. And they, they interviewed Anthony Kiedis's father, Blackie Dammit. <laughs> and... Um, it's fucking weird hearing it. You can find the, the, the documentary on YouTube just as where I was watching it. And it's really strange listening to hear him, like listening to him talk because like he is, he's, he's admitting to what essentially amounts to abuse of his child in terms of like giving his son access to hard drugs like heroin from the age of like 12 and setting him up for sex at the age of 11 and all of these things and saying yeah, that he did he like it. Yeah, didn't get him a hooker at like 11? Not even a hooker, just a, just a girl he knew. Oh, um, that makes it worse that's so much worse and when asked why he did it he's like yeah well, when i was a kid i was i wasn't very cool and i wanted a sex with girls so i wanted my son to have a different experience and i'm like you realize that's a thing that a 12 year old can think not an adult not not yeah, a father an adult can totally think that sorry sure. clearly one has but yeah <laughs> but he starts talking about how like his uh, anthony he just wrote a song uh about him called savior and if you read the lyrics to it it's essentially saying you know, you're not a, you were very, very far from a perfect person and I'm angry at you, but I'll forgive you for the sake of our, and he reads that and he's like, and you see, this is the lyric where he says he forgives me entirely. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so great. I love when people are selective about things. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. Like you, you think, uh, you read like Anthony mom raised him until he was like 10 and then he went off to California and his dad ruined his life. I think it like the mum must be fucking furious. I you know I warned him, I warned him not to go off to his dad, and he still did. And he never came. Man, he could have he could have had like a well adjusted, like normal life. He could have been like a fucking accountant or something. Yeah. He could have been like a school principal. It is really funny um when you see any of the documentaries, like the like Funky Monks is about the making of Blood Sugar Sex Magic. And you've the three of them, like Anthony Kiedis, Flea and John Fashanti, are all fucking weird you know, in different ways. They all clearly had, you know, experiences growing up that definitely um, change the people they are and move them away from kind of normality and a normal relationship with the world. And you see that when they, yeah. when they get spoken to, like they're very kind of like Flea and Josh Shani probably aren't fully, fully there in terms of they're not fully engaged in the real world and they talk in very weird ways. Um, and Jaffa Shanti especially seems like incredible, like he's got a lot of anxiety and depression problems that do that did come out later on when they're making it. And Anthony Kiedis is just Anthony Kiedis. But then to talk to fucking Chad Smith and he's just like a normal guy who's like, yeah, um, yeah, like I'm probably sometimes I drink a bit too much maybe, but uh, that's about it. Didn't I vaguely remember like Rock Band had like a whole advertising like like marketing campaign where they got Chad Smith in to play real drums on the rock band kit to prove that it was sturdy. Like that it was a well put together like like piece of equipment. Really weird. <laughs> really strange. Maybe. That's a, I I remember they did some um some promotion I think for Beatles rock band where they had a bunch of drummers come in to talk about how great Ringo Starr was. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you could see a lot of them not were struggling but they're struggling to say anything beyond he was in the Beatles look at all the songs he did 
but, I, but Chad Smith was one of the ones who was actually able to be like, yeah, I really like the way he plays the drums like this, and then does actually like, does an example of it. Um, maybe it was something like that. I don't know. What was the What was the example? Um, I think I, I think for the rock band just, thing, they just got make the noise like... with your just make your make the noise with your mouth, now, please, Dan. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> That's how you play. That's no. I was trying to do fucking come together. Was it? Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. It was as close as I can do with my mouth to how the drums in come together sound. Okay, that's pretty good. I'll, I'll blend the two together and hopefully you won't get pulled by the copyright company. The fucking the Beatles lawyer never sleeps. <laughs> I don't know why that memory came into my head. What a waste of space. There's a lot of stuff I have in my head that I just wish didn't exist because I could put like you know important stuff something, in there. Something useful there, yeah. Yeah, like yeah. a family yeah. member's like birthday or something, and instead, like every time I see a can of tuna, I think I drops the screw in the tuna every fucking time, like for like twenty odd fucking years, and I can't escape it. That is a hundred percent something that is embedded in the minds of an entire generation. I'm sure there's it's other things burned too. into my head. I, I can't ever, if I see a can of tuna or I see like a tuna steak or anything, I immediately think I drops the screw in the tuna and I hear it line for line in my fucking head and I hate it. It's such a waste of space. <laughs> I could have anything there. I could have another language there, stuck in the makings of a new language, that skill that I could have. And instead it's I drops the screw in the tuna. I actually have... I. I'd be very interested to play any of these kind of famous clips to Nuria to see how many of them are famous in Spain too. Or does she just look at me like I've got seven heads being like, why is this funny? Why is this famous? Why, why do you care about this? <laughs> do you, what's, what's, in, what's one of those stupid fucking things that you really have that you can't give it up? Um, whenever I hear the word fetch, like fetch whatever, like fetch me the, the remote. You think so, fetch? No, no, not even. I, I hear feche la vache. From um, <laughs> from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Well, that is a lot more annoying than so fetch. Holy shit! Fetche la vache, quoi? Fetche la vache. <laughs> oh no! Well, even, I thought I had it bad. <laughs> it's worse, even more fucking specific to me. Not even like that pop culture general is um. The, in in Warhammer Total War, there's some random fucking lizard guy who's like a generally play called Tehenoween, and whenever you click on him, he just goes Tehenoween, <laughs> and that is stuck in my head. And not even like for specific things, like it's not triggered by anything. Just every so often, I'll be working away, like writing, writing, working on the book or working in work or whatever, and just in the back of my head, I'll just hear a voice go Tehenoween. <laughs> You know what I am worried is going to start burning into my head, though? Because I've been saying it for like the last fucking four days. Well, okay, not four days, but three days now. Go on. <laughs> the Jordan Peterson clip going around. I still don't watch. I've never watched a single clip of his. No, oh, there's one. one. The, yeah. Up yours, woke mob. Up we'll yours, see woke who cancels who. We'll see who cancels who. <laughs> it's like a fucking Batman villain. That's such a funny Someone, thing for an adult to say. I, I, just, and I have to show is, you this video. This to, Wait, this is brought to my attention via a tweet you said. This is like, this is like those videos in Red Command and Conquer Red Alert, where your enemies taunt yeah. you for losing. <laughs> so, I'm going to the last place cut, not corrupted by capitalism. Spice. Someone actually cut. Someone actually cut that's it into ones, that. Hold on. That, let me. Let that's me another one, Steve. Actually, whenever I hear space, 
you know, like whenever you see like an article on cosmology or something, like, they may have found the largest black hole in space. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one, actually. That's pretty good. <laughs> space. I never realized how much like a dork fucking Jordan Peterson sounds. He sounds like one of those Up people like woke moralist. You know, like so. No, you, you guys have never actually watched this, but every few episodes, they're like for for humor that have Tony Soprano run into just like the whitest man alive, like a different man each time. Is like, oh hey there, neighbor, uh, welcome, welcome to my, welcome to the yacht club. How? What's your name? Yeah, Tony Soprano. Nice to meet you. you know? And he sounds like one of those guys. It's great. We'll see. You. We'll yeah. see who shoots who, Mister Soprano. <laughs> I. He does these things on purpose. He posted this, and like, I don't know how. If you hand someone a gun with six bullets and they shoot five of them into you and then give you the gun back, I don't know why you would hand it back to them thinking they're not going to fire the sixth. Yeah. I don't really understand how you thought this wasn't going to go this way, but immediately people latched onto it as the funniest fucking thing, and now it's everywhere. <laughs> I don't understand it. That's why when people tell me this guy is smart, I immediately think that they're an idiot. Because he's clearly not a smart guy. You can't make the same mistake a thousand times and be smart. Fuck you. <laughs> I put my hand up on the stove once when I was a child, burned my finger, and never did it again. This fucker's now on 10,000 for the times he stuck his hand on the stove. Like, that's not a smart guy. This guy's a fucking idiot. He's just well-educated. Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, Ben Shapiro being like, supposedly, and, you know, hypothetically, and all that kind of shit. It's just, it, it's the, it's just the, the, the form of smartness. <laughs> He's just he's just a well dressed white guy. That's that's all his fucking shtick is. I mean, to be honest, I can specifically. Sorry, you said it. You said it. Pretty well dressed for a white guy. If he was smart, he would actually do a cover of that. Jordan Peterson? We're still on him. No, Ben Shapiro. I'd be a Ben Shapiro fan if he became a meme lord. He's a he's a meme lord just accidentally. No, he's not. He's an act. Like, he's a meme. <laughs> he's not the lord of the memes. He's the meme servant. He's the nah. <laughs> he serves the meme. No, no. Look, look. If he was if he was a meme, right? Then he'd be making this accidentally, and I refuse to believe that he said that he's never gotten his wife wet as like just an accident. That's too deliberately catastrophic. I mean, if we're being if we're being fair. What he said was, is that his wife had said that she had never been wet ever before. <laughs> Which is even funnier. <laughs> so, so if we're being clear... <laughs> yeah, the condition is being married to Ben Shapiro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's, yeah, at some point, fuck, you think you'd like put a sponge up there or something, get some fucking chafe and get rid of the chafe? <laughs> I don't know, I mean, I can't imagine being bone dry all the time is a good thing. Her nickname for him is The Chafe. <laughs> oh no uh, if it isn't little sandy sandy for sandpaper <laughs> and presumably Ben Shapiro is circumcised that's uh, good that's maybe, oh maybe they cut too much off maybe that's what this start, is all about 
if we ever start cutting promos for shows, that's one that should go in right there. Just Steve saying, because you really bent the hero circumcised. That should just be our demo reel. It's several seconds long, and it's, <laughs> it's just Stephen going Brazil. No, it's, it starts with Jordan Peterson going, up yours, woke moralist. We'll see who cancels who. And then goes to Stephen saying, presumably Ben Shapiro is circumcised. <laughs> and then that's it. And that's how we advertise the show. I mean, I don't know and I don't care to know. But I think 97% of American men are. What's that about? If someone came up to you today, so you get... A million dollars, but you had to get circumcised. How quick do you say yes? I'm not saying yes. For a million dollars, I probably would say yes. I'd probably but, do it for a lot less than a million, if I'm being honest. But I try it's to like, it's, see how many benefits I double up. Yeah, it's, I, it's, a big, it's a big suitcase with unmarked bills. It's all yours. Do whatever you want with it. Why? Uh, huh? Aren't there easier ways to make a million quid? I don't think so, dude. <laughs> All I have to do is whip my dick out and stand there, and I get a million dollars. The rest is done for me. I mean, there's probably a recovery time six day working weeks. Uh, I just reframe. It's it. not a circ. It's not a circumcision. I'm gonna rebrand it as a foreskin trim. <laughs> I'll yank it out at the last possible moment, but act sore so they think it happened. <laughs> I actually got a penile reduction. <laughs> I think I think I think it's a barbaric Yeah, but I mean, for a minute, like, look at you look at the jackass guys, right? And they definitely did shit far worse than just getting circumcised for a lot less money. Yeah. So I mean, I think I think of that, and I think like, yeah, I could I could do it a million dollars. I'd I'd be okay with that. Yeah. As long as you make clear beforehand, you're not endorsing the practice. <laughs> this is disgusting, but I am a giant sellout, so I'll allow it. But how do you, how do you control the stream of pee? Like? Wait, wait, what do you, I don't know. You just you clench? <laughs> how, do you, how do you aim? What do you mean, how do you aim? You just, I don't know, you, you point it. What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean, how do you aim? It just strikes me that it wouldn't, you know, form, the, the stream wouldn't form itself. Kind of an orderly queue, so to speak. I definitely don't like the idea of having my underpants be that close in contact with the new the, the new bare rock. That 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 wouldn't work for me. So I'd have, listen, I'd have, man. Iron I'd sharpens have to read iron. That <laughs> Fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be stronger than ever in fucking no time. Or, alternatively, you can buy one of those little innocent smoothies that come with the hat on top of the lid. Just pop that on there. Oh. That's a good idea. Oh, you know who's just died? <laughs> Shit, do we have a third death? James Caan. Who? James Caan, Sonny Corleone. Oh. Where oh. <laughs> the fuck did he die, just now? Yeah. I also see on the trending tab, it now says Chris Benoit, and I don't want to Google that because I think maybe he came back to life, and if he did, we're all screwed. Purity is a relative still living. Having just been told who James Caan is, I've been shown a, a 1976 interview with him in Playboy magazine, which goes as follows. Caan, lately I've been reading some bullshit articles about me in those trash fan magazines about what a macho fucking pig I am. 
I'm not gonna get loaded and go around smacking people, humping women in the gut. Shit, I can't believe the crap they come up with. Playboy, you mean you're not a macho man? Come. Anybody says I am, I'll kick the shit out of them. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, you always seem nice. to be a fairly, fairly uh, good uh, no, guy in the street. It goes on. No, I, I was brought up to defend myself if I have to. Never start. No one with me. I take a drink, which isn't often, mostly wine. I get happy and laugh a lot. And I've never fucked a woman in the gutter. Not without putting a pillow under her first. Chivalry ain't completely dead, you know. You sound more like Al Pacino. I have no idea what James Conn sounds like. I'm guessing her. I, I think I'm pretty sure that James Conn would have been the first person to ever say bada bing bada boom. Bada bing bada boom. Because, you know, that's what Sonny says when he's talking about shooting somebody. Like, you're going bada bing bada boom. So, no, um, I, I'm, sure, I'm sure it was real Italian American wise guy slime before that. Those, those, those films are pretty well written. Maybe. I am watching The Sopranos right now, and it's way more amateurish than I remembered in places. <laughs> like, there's a lot of dialogue, which is like, as you know, Tony's cousin has been in prison for the last five years, and he's coming out tomorrow. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> <laughs> it's very, it's, it's very, and there's like a lot of like fucking side wipes and stuff. Like I'm fucking watching Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, look, that's a style. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I recently started watching Dexter with Aoife, um, because she's been trying to get me to watch it for a very long time. Has she and started from the start, or what's the story? It's yeah, yeah. So she's seen, she's seen parts of it before, but didn't finish it. I seen none of it, and only really kind of knew like the cliff notes, kind of what the deal was. Yeah, that show is a lot less gory than people used to let on. Like, there's very little actual violence in season one. It's a lot of like the aftermath of violence. Like, <laughs> even when he kills people in season one, you don't actually really ever see him killing someone. You know what I mean? Like, it's like his back is there or whatever, and then like it cuts that kind of stuff. Um, like a lot of like the extreme violence part of it is gone. It's okay so far. Um, you know, I'm not very far into it. It's it's all right. I I I don't really get the, get the Michael C. Hall appeal to be quite honest. Like he he plays like when he has like his weird like serial killer fetish stuff. Like you can clearly see that like he's he's like living for this moment. It, it, he does a good role, but other than that, it's kind of like eh, okay, whatever. But um. There's one thing I noticed about that show, and some of the cut stuff are in there, but they are fucking always just dripping with sweat. <laughs> and I get it, like, you know, it's hot. <laughs> but, but, like, someone will just be, like, getting a coffee, and, like, they're just, like, pouring sweat, and it's like, fuck. Like, could you not have, like, given them, like, some shade? Like, anything, please. These guys are, like, dying on set. Fucking hell. That actually is in in the Sopranos as well. Is everyone is like so unhealthy and like they always <laughs> have a thin layer of sweat and they're breathing so heavily, and it's so uncomfortable whenever I watch it. I'm like, yeah. Even though Gandolfini's already dead, I still expect him to die again. There's also one really amateur thing in Dexter, and I don't know whether it's taken from the books or whatever, but he kind of does like a kung fu death grip at one point. Um, <laughs> in like the only like real fight he gets in st so far anyway I know there's like a million episodes of the thing but he does like a weird kung fu death grip and I just 
it, it's an interesting choice. <laughs> it's definitely, it's definitely a choice. Like you could have done like, cause there's actual like, you know, there's a lot of times where they'll try and like put someone unconscious by putting them in like a chokehold, and like they'll actually put them in like a proper chokehold. And think like, oh, right, cool, yeah, of course. Like you know, if they're trying to, if they're trying to like incapacitate someone, of course. But <laughs> then there's the weird like kung fu death grip thing, and I just think, ah, um, wh why? Um, <laughs> of all you could have done, like why was that? Why was that the choice? Very, very strange choice. Isn't yeah, a lot of those shows don't hold up well though. They're 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 very like yeah, they look. They look I don't even want to say they just they have they look aged. You know yeah. what I mean? You can very clearly tell they were made, especially early seasons on a small budget, and so they I watched tried like to get an like episode or two of I watched an episode two of Supernatural, and I was like, this is it's like I'm watching. Small I couldn't though. possibly. I couldn't. I couldn't possibly watch Supernatural. Yeah, it looks really cheap compared to like TV today. I mean, there's a whole thing where like they didn't have budget to put like like hell dogs into the show. So in the whole show, the hell dogs are actually invisible dogs, <laughs> and they get attacked by an invisible dog. <laughs> well, because like if you do it in season one, you can't then be like, okay, well now we have a budget now. It's like no, you fucking made them invisible, dude. They got to be invisible forever. You just got to get attacked by an invisible dog. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I couldn't. That's that's a level of like that's a level of corny. That's not uh not okay. It's not for me. It's it's a little bit kind of like oh, it's like going back and trying to watch like Charmed. That's not for me. That's 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 a different niche niche yeah, of show. It's, that's it's, that's not for it's, me. It's a different era. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's made for a completely different person. I am I am not the man that Charmed is aimed at. I will not. I will not. I will not ruin it by by looking at it for too long. <laughs> That's true. It's it's it, it's more progressive if you respect it for what it was by never engaging with it. It's like Buffy. Ah, like, oh, but I really want to rewatch Buffy though. I'm just afraid I'm not gonna like it. I think it's gonna feel very fucking. I whenever I watch any of those any of those shows that were like cool at the time or trying to be cool at the time, and what's cool has changed, which means the aping of what's cool just looks incredibly weird now. Even if it wasn't, you know, even if it was only seventy percent effective originally, now it's like fucking ten percent effective. And it only ever feels to me like in the intro to the Power Rangers when Zordon tells Alpha to Alpha Alpha not Alpha 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 One or whatever his name is Alpha. I think Alfalfa was one of the little rascals, uh, but tells Alf tells your, tells the robot to get five teenagers with attitude, and that's like what plays <laughs> on my fucking head now. Whenever I see any of these things that were trying to be cool for a coolness that has long passed, it's like weird that's fossilization. Rad. That's excellent. Fucking love that. Did any of you watch the Power Rangers movie they put out that time in cinemas? Remember they did a a, a recent movie. I I meant yeah, to. I, meant I, just, I wanted to see it just to like, I, like not not in the cinema, like on you know on Netflix or whatever. But I never got around to it. I think it was on Netflix. I was on Amazon Prime for a while. But. I just, I really hope that they kept like the camp nature of the show, because there'd be nothing worse than if they tried to like really like overhaul. Like you can't make something lame cool. You just got to lean into the fact that it's lame and cheesy, and then like people will like it. So I really hope that the movie is like you know a little bit lame on purpose, just to kind of you know, stick with what it is. It's, I think it was lame, but like, just lame. Yeah, that's unfortunate. 
You gotta, you gotta respect what you're working with. You know what I mean? You gotta. Res it's when people, you know, when you see adults and they have all these like weird theories or like you know, like fan ideas of where a show can be taken, and you just kind of think like this show is made for thirteen-year-olds and you're thirty-seven, and you're never gonna get what you want because th they're not writing for you. The show's supposed to be like dumb. Because it's for children. <laughs> like, of course, you're always gonna think it's shit. It's not. It's it's made to be shit. Like, it's they're, they're aiming it at like a certain audience. That's not you. I feel like that's what people are miss when they try and like reboot something lame, but try to like change the fact that it's lame. It doesn't work. You gotta <laughs> like like with the whole like Fresh Prince of Bel Air reboot thing, and now it's a drama. Nah, you can't do that, dude. You can't do it. It's not gonna work. It's, of course, it's gonna be terrible. It's because the only scene people remember from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is the why don't he want me scene. <laughs> so they assume, oh, it had dramatic elements. And that didn't really. And also, had, I remember, I remember um, watching that episode where like, I think Carlton gets a gun or something. And the, the episode ends with Will being like, Carlton, come back. And he doesn't come back and Will starts crying in the hospital <laughs> bed because Will's been shot or something. Apparently, that episode has no follow-up. There's what? no resolution. Oh. Yeah, they just start the what, next season with like just <laughs> normal shenanigans and plots, and there's never, you know, never resolve that story. Like resolve it all. That fucking rules. I want them to do like a standard like 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 family sitcom show, and at the end, the very last episode of every season is just fucking bonkers, and they never address it. Like like the mother like gets hit by a truck at the start of the episode, and then they resurrect her, but she's like now a zombie, like a half zombie, like voodoo woman and then like they just at the start of the next season it's fine again like as if nothing ever happened what are you talking That's about a, I, did, I wanted to just did go you ever fucking watch nuts that, um, there was that web series called Next Time on Lonnie in like 10 years ago yes where it was yeah done, I do remember that it was like supposed to be done like you know you know, this time on Lani. And it was just like some, like a standard kind of like the Hills or Made in Chelsea or something like a hipster in America yeah. you know goes on a date and um, it cuts him. Yeah, I think uh, he is, and he's like a small smile. I think I'll see Erica again. And then it cuts <laughs> next time on Lani, and like, like the fucking government breaks down his door, and be like, "It was a secret alien from the planet Mars," and like <laughs> escalates. And then there's like 15 minutes of like him trying to find her, and like she morphs into like a gigantic world-eating blob and ends and you know ends Mars. the world. <laughs> It's like the time after See, I, that on Lani, and it cuts back to just some standard hipster kind of fucking reality show. See, we ju we have to, we need to get that as a new family sitcom. As if you're watching Malcolm in the Middle, as if you're watching Modern Family, as if you're watching whatever, and it just it just gets fucking wild as shit on the last episode every season for no yeah. reason. We just do yes, it because no, we can. Maybe. No, no, no. <laughs> can you repeat the word? You're not the boss of Cthulhu. You're not the boss of Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> they say that as like the fucking Perfect. reptile people eat Malcolm's head or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hal gets torn in two by two trucks pulling him in two different directions. <laughs> like um I do I do remember uh, I think Roseanne ended maybe the entire show with just like a zoom out where a voiceover says, Of course, Dan would died five years previously and this was all a hallucination. <laughs> I, yeah, that does make that sounds familiar actually. Now that you well, say I think that. the show then ended and it just became canon until like they rebooted yeah, yeah. it before she went weird. They were just like, yeah, that's, that's how the show ends. They did that with Will and Grace when they decided to reboot the series. 
where like they obviously they wrote they ended the series and it like you know ended ended and was gone for a long time and then they just kind of started a season again and pretended like it was a dream and the finale never happened and that they've just been living their life for the last 15 years and just went with it the one i really like from will and grace is uh you're one who's married to nick offerman who's in um megan mullally she's in like uh parks yes, and rec yeah, and everything yeah. else she's great no yeah, care for the great. show otherwise I've I've seen very little of the show. I've seen like a couple episodes with Aoife. Um, one of them was one of their live episodes. And uh, man, if you've ever seen a group of people that <laughs> that are not suited for like live recordings, <laughs> it's those guys because they broke a lot, <laughs> like a lot, a lot. I remember watching the only live episodes I've watched of anything were uh, the Thirty Rock live episodes. <laughs> and they were good. They were surpri- everyone like basically kept uh, kept kept their face and everything. And they had like guest stars in like John Hamm who was able to go along with it too. I was really impressed. I thought it was going to be shit. Huh. You see, you kind of want them to break a bit though, right? Like you you don't you don't want it to be perfect. Um because it's not fun. You know, what's the point in that? Yeah, the only entertaining well, thing whenever you see a Saturday night live sketch put up is when someone can't fucking keep a straight face. The actual sketch is shit. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not the fucking truth. Yeah. Hey, we need we need new writers. If you're 22 and want to write for an audience of 80 year olds, come on by. You'll be famous later. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Maybe if you if you're lucky. Oh, poor Keenan Thompson. Oh, okay. here it goes. Before, what have we got? Someone, someone bring us. Someone bring us in a wacky, wild new direction. How about how about that um, that Rocky 1.0? I mean, first blood. Oh, that was awesome. Yeah, sorry, we were at, at where where Stephen possibly gave Dan COVID or where Dan possibly gave me COVID. Who knows? Um, we went to see Rambo after Stephen got out of COVID jail. It's not called Rambo. It's called First Blood. Okay. Did calling them Rambo to the next one? Did First Blood come before Rocky? Not like uh, not like in the internal mm. chronology. I mean, in real life. I think they're the same year. I think First Blood and Rocky won are the same year, but no, Rocky would have been first. Um, because Rocky was his it, first film, I know, right? I know he got... Yeah, Rocky was the first... Rocky was the first film, wasn't it? Yeah, because he wrote it, I'm pretty sure. Sylvester That's Stallone. right, he did, didn't he? And Sylvester yeah, yeah. Stallone was a writing credit in First Blood as well. Yeah. Uh, so Rocky was 1976. Um, let, me, let me have a little, little looky-loo here. Oh, um... Sylvester Stallone filmography. First Blood seems like a 1978 sort of deal. Um, so, Rocky is 1976. Rocky 2 is 1979. Rocky 3 is 1982. And First Blood is also 1982. Huh. Okay. And also, I was completely wrong. Rocky is by far not his first film at all. <laughs> he oh. had been in movies for like a decade. He, before yeah, Rocky was in... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen. He was in seventeen films before Rocky. <laughs> One of them. He was in Mash as Soldier in He was in Death Race two thousand. Wasn't he one of the main dudes in that? Yeah, apparently. I just didn't realize that was that early. Yeah, I, I me neither. He was in Bananas. He was Subway Tug number one. <laughs> I don't think you could call it a cameo. 
The notes say here that he had it, that it was a cameo role. How the fuck is that a cameo? He's an unknown actor. Uh, <laughs> here he's comes William. <laughs> yeah, like he's an unknown actor in an unknown role. What are you talking about? Get the fuck out of here. His first but film yeah. was in Italian. His first, his first movie was a movie. The Italian Stallion's first movie was in Italian, which he received $200. That's, that was good money in the 60s. Yeah. Softcore porn. Party of Kitty and Studs. Oh, he was in the Ratchet and Clank film that came out a few years ago. Fuck. It's not the same thing, really. He was also Maybe in Animal Crackers. You. When did the Ratchet and Clank film come out? He also was himself in the Anthony Joshua vs. Ruiz documentary. What? <laughs> what the fuck? Get out of here, dude. Uh, oh, he's in The Expendables 4. That's coming out next year. Huh. Yeah, so we went to see First Blood. Um, I hadn't seen First Blood in quite a while. It was very, very good. Have you ever seen also- it before? Seeing that film? I'd see. Do you know what I saw it before? But I never got the first half hour of it. I saw from when he throws the rock at the helicopter onwards. How did you miss okay. the first bit? Uh, it was on that's, TV. That's like the way that I've seen that I before I ever watched Shawshank Redemption. I saw the start. Yeah, <laughs> I saw. I saw like the middle hour of It's a Wonderful Life. Without yeah. realizing it was a it was it's a wonderful life, and it was only years later <laughs> that I saw the full "It's a Wonderful Life," and it got to like you know the the, uh, the middle hour, and I was like, "Wait a minute, I've seen this movie." <laughs> and I basically saw the bits where everything goes wrong. Yeah. I wonder where movies in that that sort of era like where were a lot of movies in the cinema era like did people intend for them to be watched that you could just wander in at any. Kind of just hop in without missing much. Um, because you, totally exper- you can totally experience, like, well, I don't know, would Rambo make sense? Would that just it's still be good called to watch First that. Bloods? Sorry, <laughs> I, I walked. I deserve that. I, I like the idea that you you see Rambo up until the first kind of bit where he's being, you know, pursued by. He's the called First Bloods. <laughs> you leave then you come back for the end and he's fucking blowing up the town and there's a man there in a trench coat for some reason <laughs> but otherwise the exact same thing is happening <laughs> yeah it's a great film and actually Stallone is really good in it with the exception of it the is. breakdown at the end so that's terrible that's yeah, what I was yeah, we were talking about this. We were talking about this after the film. He really found his niche when it came to we need a guy who's going to do action movies and doesn't, doesn't speak very much. much. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if it wasn't for movies like that, I really don't think he would have been as successful as he has been in his life. Because man, his physical performance in Rambo very good. Incredible. His acting performance in Rambo, especially when he delivers lines, dog shit. Like <laughs> really, really bad. Like, no, but even even I thought he was. I thought his act, like his his voice act, his dialogue acting, whatever, was good in the in the start of the movie because it should be kind of Stallone, hard to understand, slightly dazed. Yeah, yeah. Of it. Like it worked. It's just for any other anything outside of that very narrow lane. So, okay, Sylvester, cry now. What? <laughs> yeah very good film though it just Joe, reinforces Joe, what I've always said know, 90 minutes Joe, perfect do you know what the worst do you know what the worst part about the delivery is 
All right. What? Go. He has a writing credit in the film. So he, he for the writing credit. So how does he manage to get it so bad? I think he thought this was like a fucking gold line. He probably thought this was like a fucking Oscar worthy thing, Conan. He's gonna act his fucking balls off. I'm gonna talk about my. They're gonna talk about this for months. I'm gonna talk about him, his brains, you know, all the good stuff. <laughs> Can I even hold out so, a job? So hang on. Rambo's Forders follow, right? Of course. Sorry, First Blood's Forders follow. As we all know, uh, the book is significantly bloodier, and Rambo doesn't kill anybody directly in the situation of First Blood, because he just wanted to get a sandwich or whatever. But apparently there was a suicide scene filmed, which would go along with the book, obviously, because Rambo dies at the end. Apparently, I haven't read it. But apparently there was a suicide film scene filmed, and, and they decided to keep him, so obviously for the sequels. But that's they a, that's should- a fair, fair, yeah. I, I really hope that, that they've. I really hope they've released that somewhere, like on a DVD extra or something. There like, is. Like what a waste uh, that you didn't. The source is uh, is drawn first blood, first blood DVD. So it's a 2002 DVD release. Feature okay. or something. Huh. Kind of interesting. Very he kill, but he kills himself in some like absurd way, like. Well, how is he gonna oh, get okay, here it is. Hold on, I'm going gonna send this to you guys now because I found the alternate ending, apparently. Oh. This is the ending where he kills all the cops and gets away with it. <laughs> 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 Rambo is still terrorizing Northwest yeah. America. It's just, alone, it's just alone yelling, fuck the police, no money, no peace. <laughs> Let's see. This is the one where he finally be- gets gets his stage career off the ground and becomes Glambo. Ah, <laughs> oh, that would rule. Straight, straight to San Francisco. Holy shit. Wait, he I'm just wanted a sandwich. Well. Rambo wanted a Sambo. Oh! Okay. Yeah, I see why they fucking cut this. Also, the classic Hollywood thing of you get shot in the stomach and it's apparently like you've been shot in the head. Immediately dead. I think they should have kept this in. No, they should have... I mean... I don't think I, I agree with the point of the scene, but they shouldn't have it look so fucking goofy. Don't shoot him in the stomach. <sighs> he could have survived that. He's Rambo. Yeah. No, but genuinely, that's what I'm thinking. Like, it doesn't look like a tragic enough wound. I really hate that I uh, I gave him credit for his physical acting, and then I just watched that scene. <laughs> <laughs> where he like fucking, where he backflips like a fucking missile just hit him after a single bullet goes into the stomach. Whoa! What? Yeah! Like it's like he stood, stood on a fucking landmine, like, come on. Nah, he's not gonna fall over that fucking, he's not gonna die that fast from <laughs> Apparently, apparently this fucking gun shoots missiles out of it. <laughs> Um, yeah, so we went to see we went to see First Blood. It's very, very well cut together, 
90-minute film. A lot of the shots in it are very cool. Um, you know, a lot of the... There's a lot of small details in it that are really good. Like, when he's setting up the traps and stuff, and you don't really know what he's doing, uh, you know what I mean, or how he's going about things, and then all of a sudden, yeah. like, just, you know... Ah! Yeah, sort of still their, kind of like... Shins. Still looks, like, spooked and kind of out of it. It's almost... You could see, like, he's doing it on, on instinct. He's not, like, a... It's not like he's some great Machiavellian schemer. It's just it just all comes to him naturally. So, hypothetical question. Sylvester Stallone never finds, never reads this book, never never gets the film options, or no studio gets the film options. It goes out of print. It's rediscovered by Netflix today. How does, what happens, what happens with this intellectual property? How, how does it get handled? First off, who gets cast as Rambo? So if it was Netflix, it would be 100% be Chris Hemsworth. Don't, I don't even have to think about it beyond that. It would be Chris Hemsworth. I know for a fact. Um, they always go to Chris Hemsworth. They're in love with the guy. They filmed like eight of those fucking like helicopter, like, m- move, like helicopter army movies that he does. He's on like eight of them now. Like he fucking, just keep fucking pumping these things out for him. Um, it would be him. And then he would be Antifa. And the police would actually be the good guys. Dan, what's your take? Okay, um, my I uh, I don't know what you call it. Like it's it's not what I want to see. It's what I think would happen is that it becomes some schlocky, not quite B movie, but A minus, you know, B plus level movie. So someone like Jason Momoa ends up being Rambo. Oh. Um, I think they follow the book, you know much more closely they talk about going back you know talking about the brutal roots of the book all this kind of shit and it's a much less satisfying experience as a result because it's rambo is like one of the classic examples of where they were absolutely right to change from the book it would also be twice as long and instead of just insinuating that some really fucked up shit happened when he was when he was uh oh deployed, yeah absolutely they it would show you cool. every all detail day. yeah, 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 and it would yeah. Be, they'd be in afghanistan not uh, not vietnam obviously They'd yeah, yeah gonna, but they'd like they'd show I'm you constantly. Cast, like, I'm gonna cast Chadwick Boseman to be uh, be Rambo. I mean, okay, okay. <laughs> it's gonna be set it in the 1980s, and it's gonna be across the. I mean, you'd almost be better off filming it in the 1980s if you cast Chadwick yeah. Boseman. Exactly. <laughs> but you're uh, obviously, obviously, like, we're gonna have, uh, you know, we're gonna have a crossover event with Stranger Things. Okay. What, else happens, what else happens in that mine? That's what I want to know. Well, the kids yeah, fucking making traps. They obviously didn't know the budget for anything better than rats at the, the original book. Think what they can do yeah. with CGI at this stage. Apparently in the book, he does go into the mine and it's bats in there. Who well, are... that would make more sense. Yeah. Bats are pretty chill. As long as, you know, you don't touch them. Yeah, I mean, I don't... I, I haven't... Uh... Outside of like video games, I've I've never seen like a large pack of rats randomly appear and attack a human. Um, so so that was still a bit of an odd scene, and um, that they they really tried to make scary. But um, you know, I mean, look, I've just been, I've just been fired at by a missile launcher. I I can deal with a rat. I'm uh, <laughs> this is this is a big step down. I'm okay here actually. I I could I could unwind. That scene with the uh, with the civil guard. Was such a like it was such That's a funny, so funny. Thing. but it was really <laughs> interesting that it, like it worked in the context because at that stage the film had gotten quite uh, quite dark 
You yeah. know, that was around the time the guy had died and he killed everyone else, or he'd not killed everyone else, but he could have killed everyone else and he'd hunted them. And then you <laughs> cut to these fucking idiots being like, ah, uh, yeah. where's the rocket launcher? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a satire of, of non interventionism, I think. I definitely feel like it satirized the entire idea of small town USA. It's like, yeah, yeah this place is a shithole. Rambo, you're right to leave and burn <laughs> it down. <laughs> Perfect length, though. Nice little, nice little ninety-minute movie. Very nice film. Very nice. Sink your teeth into it. Gives you all of the hits. Gives you everything you want. Ends good. Exactly what just, you want. Just remastered. We saw it on thirty-five millimeter. Maybe it's fortieth yeah, anniversary. I hope they. Uh, I hope they do the rest of them, because I, I'd like to slowly make my way through the series in a cinema setting. Uh, Especially the new one where he fights the cartel. I'll, I'll, I'll watch that one any day. <laughs> Might be a while before that one's 40 years old, though, in fairness. Uh, you possibly, maybe people, maybe there's only a limited release. Okay. Dan, before we wrap up, is there anything you have to say as your final episode as a single man? Um, Any single man I, topics you want to throw out there while you still can? I think my final comment as a single man is I think every time we went on the pull as single men, I think we failed every single time. So I am happy to be permanently escaping the world of the single man. Uh, just me now. And you don't have us to fuck up your pulling. I'm pretty sure we true. were all terrible wingmen to each other. We, I, that, that's true, I'll go in with my wedding ring flashing. Just, Hello, I have a wife. He doesn't. <laughs> yeah. If anything, you should lend your wife to Stephen and they'll be all over it. They'll think it's great. Just, it's really hot. The, affairs are hot. Lend, They're sexy. Just lend me the ring. It's the same thing. You don't have to buy drinks for the wedding either. That's true. No, that's true. I'll, I'll, no, I'll give you the ring and you can sign up to one of those sites for people who want to have an affair. Yeah. <laughs> Such an yeah, easy exactly. time. I don't even think you need my yeah. ring. I don't know why. I, <laughs> I, hear, I, I, see, I see people talking about it in a voice call. Uh, what, um, uncomfortable or feel betrayed that, that, that someone's had an affair or someone's, someone's using them to have an affair and blah, blah, blah. This is the person that's married and etc. Girls are clearly obsessed with the concept. What is the term for catfishing if you sign up to like one of those affair sites but you make up the wife? Probably just catfishing. Is it though? Because all of it's true. You're still, you're still you. You know, Dog you're exactly fishing. who you said you were. No, you're not, because you're not having an affair. I, I guess so, but like you know, you are still you. So, may, hmm, what's changed? If, if hmm, I'm not. Is that the bait? How, the, fact, going? the fact that the fact that you lied, lied. Is it bear hooking? It's no bait anymore. <laughs> the bait was the wife, and now she just doesn't exist. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Any, any, uh, any fishermen out there that want to chime in here, if you, if you, if you know, if you know what it is, let us know. I'm very. We know you're one of our demographics. If anyone in Hong Kong knows what the term for a catfish who's who's faking having an affair is, please let us know. We would be very, very appreciative. Oh, when you were asking for random shit that fills your brain for no reason, whenever I hear Hong Kong, um, I think of that Simpsons line where they get kidnapped by pirates and one of the pirates says, sail for Hidden Pirate Island, also known as Hong Kong. <laughs> the, the, uh, 
the, the Simpsons thing that always comes into my head is fucking dental plan. I hate it. And the worst yeah. part is that I have a dental plan now because I'm a fucking adult. And so it's when I was signing up and filling out the forms, I kept thinking, dental plan. Aoife needs braces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh no, now it's going to be my fucking head all afternoon. God fucking damn it. Okay, this has been episode 58 maybe of morning brew i know we didn't introduce at the start that's my you're bad supposed, you're supposed to keep a count my friend yeah look there's been a million of them i can't keep count of all of them gonna get one there's wrong eventually of them. fair 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 um this bit of 58 i have of course been adam sheridan still married i am daniel Purcell, soon to be married i'm stephen says you bachelor at large Man, how uh, how depressing would our next too. podcast? How depressing would our next podcast back be if uh, if Dan wasn't married after all? <laughs> or you? If something went really wrong at the wedding? <laughs> oh no! <laughs> A fucking brawl. Stephen charged with polygamy. Steve, to teach us a lesson, you stole both our wives. <laughs> okay, this I is us wrapping up. That. We will see you guys in several weeks' time. Goodbye. Yeah. Bye.